Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Free My Thinkers. You know, every generation, there's this new thing that comes out that the older generation swears is going to end society. It's going to make the next generation dumber or weaker or whatever. Back in the day, it was rock and roll music was going to be the downfall of the next generation. And then it was television is going to be the downfall. Then it was video games. Next, the internet. And now social media well out of all those things social media particularly tiktok might truly be the end of the next generation you see tiktok has this terrible habit now of trying to kill our children with these retarded ass challenges we're not talking normal challenges um you know weightlifting, fast running type of challenges no, these challenges literally can cause you to die. Does anybody remember the, what was it, the egg crate challenge? The egg crate challenge caused dislocated shoulders and rotator cuff tears, ACL tears, broken wrists, spinal cord injuries, and even paralysis. And that was a challenge. Next was the and this is one of the ones that still gets me. The Tide Pod Challenge. What kind of dumbass challenge dares you to eat something that is not meant to be ingested? It is cleaning material, people. Something that is meant to get dirt, grime, and all kinds of nasty shit out of your clothes. And you believe you're supposed to ingest it? During its <laughs> rain. The Tide Pie Challenge had resulted in eight deaths, some lawsuits against the uh, Tide Company, and silly-ass parents trying to get Tide Pods banned or at least locked up behind cabinets at stores. Why in the f*** would anybody do that? You did your job as a parent, hopefully, and told your children not to eat like that. It's their dumbass following the latest social media trend that calls them to put their lives at risk. The next challenge. Oh, yeah, it's a laundry list. And I'm only going to hit the big ones was the blackout challenge. The blackout challenge, TikTok blackout challenge. Let me explain the blackout challenge, y'all. The blackout challenge is a challenge where you are voluntarily choking yourself to the point of blacking out to receive that um, euphoric high of, of losing consciousness. During its peak, 15 to 20 children died because of the blackout challenge, which resulted in several lawsuits being filed against TikTok. And you would think the dumbass people starting these challenges or TikTok for promoting and allowing these challenges to continue in the service, they would learn a lesson. But hey, these are not challenges. We're actually daring people to kill themselves and die. But nope, it didn't. Which leads to our latest one, the high speed challenge or the speedboat challenge. What that is, it's a challenge where you get on a boat in a lake, get to going at a high rate of speed, top speed, whatever it is, a high rate of speed, 
and jump off a moving boat. It is the most insane I have ever seen. No, no. All of this ranks on the same level of stupidity that I've seen from these various dumbass TikTok challenges. Now, there have been a reported four deaths related to this insane ass challenge. Some of that is disputed. Some of that isn't. This is Tucker's two cents. I believe it is related simply because of the track record of TikTok and the absolute stupidity of it with the people recording it. It is a challenge. It is on TikTok. People are doing it. And some of the people that have died have done it in the challenge format. Since there is some dispute, I'll go ahead and play along with the dumbassery. Yes, some people have died in a related activity to the challenge. But let's be real. They died doing this dumbass. So when my generation says that, oh my God, the social media is going to fuck around and kill our kids. No, we have true evidence that this can actually kill our kids. And it brings me to something that was discussed a while back. Let me say two things, actually. The first thing being TikTok in China, where TikTok was created, founded and based. I, I know they say that, you know, they, they operate themselves through an American company, but TikTok is still based in China. But TikTok in China doesn't promote this shit. See, there's a different version of it in China. It's called, um, I apologize if I am mispronouncing it, Doyin. Doyin came out before TikTok. It's actually what TikTok is. The algorithm of TikTok uses is based on. The difference is the things that are promoted here, those dumbass stunts and challenges and all this depravity and negativity that the algorithm promotes on TikTok here in America, that shit don't fly in China. One of the things that, that's different is Doyin, the sister app in China, users under 14 are required to use a teenage mode. And in teenage mode, they are limited to the social media app for only 40 minutes a day between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Wow. Well, doesn't that seem like they are really looking out for their youth in their country with their app and they even do a thing where they interrupt uh, scrolling by mandatory five second delays and they also only show specially selected inspiring content the algorithm used by doyen the sister app to tiktok both made by the same company ByteDance. their algorithm quoting the algorithm is vastly different promoting science, educational, and historical content in China while making our citizens watch stupid dance videos with the main goal of making us imbeciles. Yeah, in China, they promote science, education, and history. Here, we get twerking and death-defying challenges. Why do you think that is? America's number one enemy, our biggest competitor, Russia, Russia, Russia. No, 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 no. It's China, China, China. Y'all all made fun of Donald Trump and he was after China and on China's ass. And since the current administration has been in office, we see the threat they are. Remember that giant damn balloon that was flying over the nation? Yeah. But getting back to the social media aspect of it, now that I've explained to you my first issue being how ByteDance, the company that owns both these social media platforms, 
has made it different for America and different for China. What they said leads me to my second issue in this matter. I honestly believe that social media needs a age limit. Now, I know to join Facebook, you're supposed to have the age limit set to 16. Okay. Um, that's by default. That's, 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 that's Facebook, a.k.a. Meta. That's their thing. You're not supposed to be allowed to sign up until you're 16. But hell, by the time kids are 14, 15, they know how to fudge their uh, birth years to get on. But I believe that should be a lot more stringent, especially since I just read to you how China does their Doyen app in China. Seems to be working well there. And I very, very, very much agree, especially when you look at the statistics that there should be a very hard and stringent age limit to social media. I don't believe any minor should have access to it. But if you must allow it, I don't believe social media should be accessed by anyone younger than 17. That 17 years old should be the absolute youngest you should be able to access, get involved, and participate in social media. Because the effects of social media on teens include distracting them, disrupting their sleep, exposing them to bullying, rumor spreading, unrealistic views of other people's lives, and peer pressure. That also includes a, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for here? An exaggerated belief that most of young adults are LGBTQ, that the alphabet mob way of life is so prevailing and so overwhelming that most of society is that way. It gives them belief that being a victim is how you get attention. It also leads to a unhealthy amount of depression and suicide, statistically speaking. Whereas I was once a believer in it is solely on the parents and being a parent, three daughters, I have learned through experience that when your children reach a certain age, their peer group has more of a day-to-day -day influence on them than you do. That's just the way it is. Even looking back in my teenage years, my junior high, high school years, my day-to-day -day dumbass decisions, if I made them, were more based on my peer group and what I thought was cool than the foundation I was given at home. Now, understand this. The foundation is what keeps them grounded. It won't let them go too far into stupidity. But they're still going to do some dumb shit. Now, that is enhanced with the help of social media. They're on those phones, computers, tablets, all day. 80% of a child's day, they're looking at a screen. And out of that 80%, easily 70% of that is not educational. So yes, I believe there needs to be a very strict age limit on social media. It may not be the popular thing to say, but it is what it is, man. The statistics bear it out, your eyes see it. This ain't healthy for our kids, and it is literally killing the next generation. Next. So I was listening to one of my favorite radio shows, The Clan Buck Show. And they were discussing a four-year-old clip from uh, Representative Ilhan Omar. I think she's a representative from Minnesota. I can't be sure. 
I really don't care enough to look it up. But she is one of those perpetual race baiters, um, race grifters. I am always the victim. And in an interview she did on Al Jazeera TV, she said our country should be more fearful of white men. A lot of conservatives in particular would say that the rise in Islamophobia is a result not of hate, but a fear, a legitimate fear, they say, of quote-unquote jihadist terrorism, whether it's Fort Hood or San Bernardino or the recent truck attack in New York. Uh, what do you say to them? I would say uh, uh, our, our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. We should be uh, profiling, monitoring, um, and, uh, and, and creating policies to fight the radicalization of white men. And I could go on a rant and really completely eviscerate that lie. That's not even a misstatement or a statement of ignorance. That's just a flat out lie. Statistically speaking, in every other way that anyway. But it did get me to thinking about something. And that is this upcoming election. You can start probably as we get into the holiday season. You should start seeing political ads. And when the political ads start, you will suddenly see I'm putting this in the record, on the record, right now. Especially starting in 2024, watch how all of a sudden you're going to see more white cops, unarmed black men shootings. Just, just watch. All of a sudden, that's going to be promoted real hard and heavy across the media. What makes me say this? It's the Democrat trick. They are a one-trick pony. Their job is to incite racial tension. That's what they do. What proof do I bring to the table? I want y'all to think back to 2016, the first time Trump ran. Did y'all notice how all of a sudden there was an uptick in supposed unarmed black men shootings by officers? See, that was to drive a wedge between black and white. Get all the black people to vote for Hillary and make all the white people look like the enemy. Well, Trump flipped that. Trump looked at the white folks and said, I know you're not all racist. I know not every cop is bad. Next thing you know, he smoked Hillary's ass. Just on that premise. 2020. Here we go again. Y'all know what it was. You know everything that happened around St. Floyd. And there was more than him. Go back and check your newspapers and see how many. Google search your headlines for 2020 and supposed unarmed black men shootings or unarmed black people shootings same thing for 2016 it's the only trick they have because they damn sure can't stand up on their policies what policies do they have that anyone would vote for their border policies where we've had more people crossing the border now than any other time in history the border policy where there was on record an immigrant saying that if trump was still in office they would not have dared try crossing the border. So what else can we do? What, what else can they stand on? Oh, oh, I know. It's their crime policies. <laughs> oh, shit. the less I say about that, the better. We all know it. Yeah, that's gotten 
way worse. Well, what about economics? <laughs> economics? Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, that was... Oh, wow. Look, I'm trying to find something that the Democrat Party can stand on, but there's nothing there. Border, crime, economics. But what about national security? <laughs> they let a Chinese spy balloon literally fly coast to coast, dude. So that's why they have to get y'all to get riled up racially because their policies are sh**. There is nothing positive for them to stand on. This is the same administration that forced a nation to get vaccinated with a vaccine that was untested, didn't work, and has not been proven to cause more harm than good. What can they stand on? And that's why they get y'all to get riled up. Because it's only that fall for this bullshit. You see, the informed black individual, the informed African-American sees through this. One of the things that the press won't cover is how minorities, since he's been out of office, have leaned and understood and support Trump more. They see what he did. The media won't talk about that. They won't talk about how minorities see through the bullshit. But that's all I really want to get y'all ready for. Get ready for the cop shoots down another unarmed black man. Cop shoots down another unarmed black woman. Just get ready for it. It's coming. It's another presidential election cycle. And that's all the Democrats have to go on. You're a racist. Next. Carly Russell. Now, if you haven't heard about this case, it is the case of a 20-something African-American young lady who went missing. It all turned out to be one big hoax. We are talking Jesse Smollett level hoax with only a fraction of the intelligence. My problem with that is, like most things nowadays that involve black people making headlines, you have the black race grifters, the race baiters, those who perpetuate racial divide. And usually it's the same characters, the same suspects, the same players over and over again. This one is no different. Someone that I just cannot stand. Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club. <sighs> this dude is focusing on how almost 40% of missing people are minority. And he got it from this website. As a matter of fact, I'll play the interview. That was the story. Uh, a young woman in Alabama went missing. Uh, I heard the story. I didn't look into the details. I just saw that a young woman went missing in Alabama after stopping to help a toddler on the side of the road. Uh, I reposted it in my Instagram story. That's the least I could do because the reality is I wasn't reposting it because uh, that was an isolated incident. Okay, I would repost in my story any case of a missing black woman or child because the reality, according to the Black and Missing Foundation, nearly 40% of missing people in America are 
of black women and black children, uh, people of color, right? You can go to blackandmissinginc.com to see the disparity yourself. It was damn near 600,000 missing people in 2022. 57% were white, including Hispanic. 39% were minority. So once again, almost 40% of missing persons are people of color, but we only make up 13% of the population. And these stories don't ever get the proper media coverage, okay? It's almost like out of sight, out of mind. Most people don't even know the epidemic that is missing black women and children in this country. So when something like Carly Russell comes across my timeline, of course I'm going to repost it. If you go to that website, the statistics are very skewed. Now, allow me to reference you to another YouTuber who, in researching this particular topic, did a very phenomenal job on breaking down those statistics. I'm going to put his link in the comments section for my YouTube audience. And that is Nate the Lawyer. He breaks down Charlemagne's topic and points and dissects them down very, very well to the point where you can tell that this was nothing but a race bait and a grift. And in looking things up separately, he is right. If you go to the NCIC um, database, if you go to the website that is used to gather these statistics, he's right to a very vague point. Charlemagne was right. That's why I said, go watch Nate the Lawyer's video and you'll see. What I want to focus on is this aspect of it that Nate didn't cover because it was something that she did that really made me think about this. It was that term that they used, missing persons. It bugged me because they did not say kidnapped. They said missing persons. And what she did technically clarified as missing person because Charlemagne's thing was black missing persons don't get the same media attention as white missing persons do. And what it made me do was look up the FBI, the legal definition of missing person. And it says a missing person is a person who has disappeared and whose status as alive or dead cannot be confirmed as their location and condition are unknown. And it was the second sentence, the very beginning of the second sentence that made me think about it because it is exactly what Carly did. A person may go missing through a voluntary disappearance. That's what I want to hold. Because in doing my independent research, I noticed that an overwhelming amount of missing persons are teens, children and teens. And that statistic specifically says reported missing persons. If I am a parent and my child has run away from home, I call it in as a missing person that adds to the statistic. So if y'all can't see where I'm going with this, what Carly did was a voluntary disappearance. Again, I am a black man. Most of my friends are black and most of my friends are parents. And I also have associates, just people that I know that are parents, parents that have daughters. And I can tell you with certainty how often that happens. Their teenage daughter, 15, 16, may call themselves in love with a 22-year-old. Their parent gets mad, so she decides to run away with him, go live with him type of thing. It's not foreign. See, I want to see how much of that percentage are those teenagers that decide to run away from home to go, you know, live with their boyfriend. Because the other part of that statistic that I pulled up were missing women, teenage girls. 
And to any adult out there that has or has had a teenage daughter, y'all know what that emotional roller coaster is with them. They will get a burr up their ass in a minute, especially if their feelings are involved, especially if they deem themselves in love. You go looking for them to come home and they decide that they mad at you and go go live with that dude. You don't know this, so you call in a missing person report. So if Charlemagne is going to quote unquote um, promote the black community and help the black community, then really help. Remember I said this in a previous podcast. There is the truth and then there's honesty. Remember, the truth is nothing but facts. Honesty is facts with context. He's not giving the full context. He took that website at face value and didn't dive deeper into it. Nate the Lawyer did. And even Nate the Lawyer didn't cover what I'm talking about at this second. The definition of missing person and how it can be voluntary. Because what Carly did was voluntary. She, for whatever the reason, we still don't know what the reason is. I have my beliefs and suspicions. But we still don't know what the reason is. But she voluntarily disappeared. Same thing goes to these teenage girls. And considering Carla's a young girl in her 20s, she can be thrown in that category too. These young girls get burrs up their ass and just poof. So, to Charlemagne, I just wish this motherfucker would shut up. Stop the racial divide. Stop the fake altruism about trying to help the black community when you are actually going to defend this nonsense. Instead of lambasting her for causing a nationwide, statewide, citywide panic for the man hours that were wasted on a bullshit case, on a false report, and all those people that donated money to Crime Stoppers that Crime Stoppers refused to give back. Get in her ass for that instead of just trying to, well, you know, for the black community, one of the problems with the black community, people like you. You have a voice and you always defend instead of calling out and making sure that we have our shit together. Do better, man. Do better. Well, that's it. And thank you for listening to another episode of Free Mind Thinkers. In case you ever want to see the graphics and videos that go along with these wonderful podcast segments, don't hesitate to check us out on our visual platforms, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. You can find us there under the same name, Free Mind Thinkers. Check us out. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and dare to think differently.